Well, we've got a bonus edition of the Apple Sox podcast. We had an unexpected guest at the ballpark on Tuesday night for the series opener between the Apple Sox and the Kamloops Northpaws. It was Jared Engman who, if you have listened to this podcast, you may recall he was someone who was originally signed to play for the Apple Sox this summer. He also played for Wenatchee in 2021, and the hope was to have him back here this summer, but he would ultimately be shut down right about actually a couple of days into the season before he was expected to join the Apple Sox. It was ultimately decided by his coaching staff at the University of Washington that he had pitched in more games than they anticipated, and it would be better for him to just pretty much take the summer off and get a little bit of rest. But Engman was in attendance. He does have family in Malaga nearby here in the, the Wenatchee Valley, so it was really cool to have him at the ballpark. He threw out the first pitch, and then he joined me during the third inning to chat a little bit, and our discussion because of the Apple Sox offense went a little bit longer than we anticipated, but it was a lot of fun to catch up. Give a listen. We're joined by a special guest in the Apple Sox press box here at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. It's Jared Engman joining us. Well, Jared, anyone who comes to the ballpark sees your face, but they haven't seen you yet at the park until today because you originally were signed to be with the Apple Sox, but uh, innings limits kind of shutting you down a bit. But <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. We're at the top of the third. Quincy Vassar's first pitch is swung on and smoked into left field. A base hit by Trey Newman to get things started for Kamaloops, although Wenatchee does lead 5 to nothing. But, Jared, nice to have you here tonight. Um, explain to fans why that is. You, you pitched for the Sox last year, but you were shut down for the summer. Explain for someone who isn't maybe as familiar why that's the case. Yeah, so, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Of course. Um, but, yeah, so I um, originally I was supposed to play for you guys this summer, and I was you know, itching to play for you guys again. I had a blast last summer, but um, I threw too many innings this spring. So um, just for safety reasons and safety precautions, my coaches kind of shut me down for the summer to rest and kind of mm-hmm. just take it easy on my body. But, um, yeah, so I threw about 75 innings or so over the course of the spring. Swing and a miss on the and second offering this at bat. Yeah, but um, that's kind of why I was shut down. But – I was actually thinking about coming back um, and pitching a little bit uh, before the draft to kind of get some innings in, but I uh, decided to you know, stay shut down for the summer. Yo 2 chopped over towards short. Arquette flips the second and gets the force out there, and that's out number one of the inning. And, you know, Jared, you're getting to catch up with a few guys. I, I saw you before the game chatting with a couple of guys who you're going to be playing with this past year, including one of them. I don't know if you've met him yet, Ivo Arquette. He's going to be a freshman with you guys. And, and boy, if he makes plays like that, it's going to be fun to have him in oh the yeah. field when you're on the mound, isn't oh it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about uh, the guys on this team who you know, Jean-Luc uh Cole Miller as well, uh, our fellow guys who you know from the Huskies. Obviously, you were chatting with Enzo Apodaca. He caught yeah. your first pitch tonight. How cool is that, even at a time like this where you're not really competing, you're still able to catch up with guys that you know? Uh, it's great. You know, I mean, all those guys are, are, are great dudes, and, you know, it was cool to, to catch up with Enzo, you know, playing with him last summer. You know, me and him, we stay in touch uh, to this day, so it's it's good to finally uh, see him uh, and catch up face-to-face. But, yeah, Luke and, and Miller, like both those guys are great dudes. Um, you know, I was I actually roomed with Miller uh, okay. this this spring, and so he was my roommate, um, and so I got to know him pretty well. He's a obviously yeah, like a, like I said, great dude, good competitor. Uh, Luca, you know, he's a he's a grinder. He's a good dude as well. So it was good to just kind of catch up with those guys. You know, I've yeah, not cool. seen them for a long time. Very cool. We're chatting with Jared Engman here with the Apple Sox leading the Camelopes Northpaws five to nothing. We're in the top of the third inning. Ty Sifferman at the plate. Fitzsimmons is over at first base as the Northpaws bat. First ever meeting between these two teams. 
Let's talk a little bit about, we've, you and I have talked before already, obviously, on the podcast about your summer last year. Um, boy, one of your first times really pitching full-time. You had yeah. done it a little bit at Tacoma as the 1-2 is skied out towards center. Apodaca is back. He'll make the grab. Used to seeing that from last oh, yeah. summer as well, yes, him making sir. plays in center. But let's talk about that. What was it like getting that chance to just pitch for the first time and only have to pitch? Um, you know, it, I actually I enjoyed it. You know, the stress of hitting was honestly too much for me when I when I hit. Um, so I mean, to be able to just kind of go out there and pitch, and have the game like the ball in my hands and kind of the game in my control, uh, it was it was a good change for me. And I feel like I kind of uh, took it by the horns and was able to, you know, um, you know, kind of fit right into that pitching role. And uh, you know, just kind of yeah, being a young guy out there, just you know. Strong pickoff throw to first, ruled not in time. Uh, being a yeah, just being a young guy out there on the mound, just kind of learning the ropes. It was it was fun to kind of you know learn while I was on the job, so to speak. So, yeah. I, I have to say, when the season first started here, it was it was strange seeing your number two with Quincy Vassar, who's pitching tonight. He chose it. He's pitching with two outs here at the top of the third inning. The one zero is swung on and foul tipped back. It was weird seeing him with two because at the time you were still signed to be playing at that time, and I thought, oh, boy, are we going to have an issue here <laughs> when Jared comes back? When is he going to want his number two? Uh, Luke Stuka played for about a month earlier this season. He didn't. He had to come in and ask for 23 from another player, so that was kind of funny, um, but they were able to get yeah. that done. Ball softly grounded over toward third base side. Vassar comes off the mound, fields his position, and flips the first to retire the side. One hit in the inning, but the runner left stranded. Jared Engman joining us, and we'll chat with him more after these messages on the Apple Sox Radio Network. We head into the bottom of the third inning. The Apple Sox still lead this one 5 to nothing in the first game of this three-game set against the Kamloops Northpaws. I'm Joel Norman. We're joined by Apple Sox former pitcher Jared Engman. Led the Apple Sox in appearances last summer. Uh, he was clocked as high as 96 miles per hour last year. Uh, Jared, I have to ask, I'm sure you checked the – the advanced statistics and the radar gun a few times. What was the highest you had this past spring with the Huskies? Um, this past spring, I was um, I was told um, 95, um, but I think it, it was actually like 94.8. And I mean, I was throwing a, I was throwing a four seam last time, and then I got moved to a two seam okay. this spring, so it was more like a sinker ball. So, but I mean, I was yeah, I was still trying to compete and you know try and light up the radar gun when I needed to. But, you know, as I started to, you know, grow as a pitcher, I just kind of found, like, fine-tuned my stuff and focused on, like, hitting my spots more than velocity. So, Ibarquette lining out to center to open up the inning. Cole Miller stepping up, and he takes ball one. Probably a little strange for you watching him hit right now from this kind of view. <laughs> Usually you're in the dugout with yeah. him. Um, tell us something about Cole Miller that, uh, that you can tell, obviously. Tell us something that fans can learn about him. Oh, he's a, he's a firecracker. He, um, he's a competitor. And he he takes this seriously like that. He doesn't he likes to compete. Doesn't get out of the way of pitches. And you know, he's very he's a very passionate player. And he's got a lot of love for the game and love for his teammates. So he he goes to battle for his for not only him his teammates but you know for his coaching staff and himself. You know, so he's a, a good good competitor, kind of a bulldog mentality. Hit by the second pitch of the at bat. He'll head over to first base right now as Grant Sherrod heads up to the plate. He was dealing with an injury all, earlier this year, and, boy, that's got to hurt right now, right where he got plunked on the hip. But you're right, he, he kind of is a battler. And we've seen oh, yeah. that with his at-bats. We've seen that just with his effort. Boy, he 
probably one of the better guys I've seen stealing third, which is really tough to do. You know that from when you were hitting in, on the base pass. Boy, is yeah. that difficult, but he has he's had at least, I think, three times that he's stolen third. It's really impressive stuff from him. Um, Jared, you mentioned coaching staff, so I, we can't talk about the Huskies without talking about the change oh, yeah. in coach. Lindsey Meg's no longer there. Uh, Jason Kelly coming in. Oh, yeah. What excites you about him? Because everything I have heard from guys either with the program or about to be with the program, they're fired up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, um, it, it sucks to see, you know, uh, Mags leave, but we kind of we kind of figured mm-hmm. that was going to be the case. Um, you know, just with how he opened up, you know, his, his speech, and we kind of figured something was wrong. So he, he retired. Uh, so good for him on a, on a great career but you know Jay, um, we're super excited for JK you know kind of a younger coach brings in a younger atmosphere and a younger coaching style so all of us are super fired up to, to play under him and to learn from him and the coaching staff that he brought in which is going to be a, a very uh, you know well known coaching staff around baseball so First offering to Grant Sherrod has swung on a miss for strike one. Cole Miller at first base with one out. Apple Sox lead the Camelopes Northpaws 5 to nothing here in the bottom of the third inning. Jared Engman joining us on the broadcast. Pitch for the Apple Sox in last season. Currently heading into his junior year at the University of Washington. Second year with the Huskies. A one pitch coming in a moment here from Ring. Sherrod swings and misses again to move the count to 0-2. I mean, Jared, you guys had a fun team this year. You competed down at the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, Cole had the one. What do you have? The big. He had a big triple in one of the last games, if I'm remembering right. Um, you, you had a fun group. You had a lot of guys who you played with on the Sox last year. AJ Guerrero. He's now over in the New England Collegiate Baseball League. It just. It feels like the sky is the limit for you guys this coming yeah. year. Well, you know, I mean, coming off the year we had last year, you know, kind of defying the odds. Nobody thought we were gonna, you know, do as well as we did. I mean, we we were projected to go like six and twenty-one in conference play, and ended up going like, I think it was like you know, I mean overall we went thirty and twenty-four or mm-hmm. something like that, so a winning record. Yeah. And then you know, with the new coaching staff, the young guys that we have coming back, like it's it's, it'll be a fun spring coming up, and I'm super excited to uh, kind of get it, get after it. So. Swinging a foul back by Sherrod. the count still no balls and two strikes to him. Runner at first base is Cole Miller, one out. Apple Sox batting in the last of the third inning, leading five to nothing. Elliot Cribby obviously was one of the other coaches who he's no longer with the program because of Meg's uh, changing. That was kind of you told me before he was a guy who really recruited you to come to UW. Um, Got to be kind of tough to see him go in a sense like that. Tell me what he meant to you, uh, both with the recruiting process and then as your pitching coach with the Huskies. Yeah, I mean he was a you know kind of a it was a tough pill to swallow when I knew that he was going to have to leave uh, just because you know like like you said um, you know he he recruited me and kind of pursued me uh, throughout that process and um, you know. Off the field, he was my best friend. You know, on the field, he was. You know, he did his job, coached me up, and got on me when I needed to get on when I needed to be get on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a tough pill to swallow when I knew that he was going to have to leave because he was a a great friend, great coach, um, and I'm you know sad to see him go. But Apple Sox alum too. We always have to mention that a great Apple yes. Sox connection yes. there. Uh, he spent a lot of time here last summer as Sherrod swings, hits one the opposite way to put runners at first and third for the Sox. One out here in the bottom of the third inning. So I, I just love it when there's a connection like that, that, you know, he's helping to bring you there, and he already knows what kind of environment you were coming into here. So it's just it's really cool having those kinds of connections. We, so we hope him – we wish him the very best wherever he's going to end up Absolutely. next. But two aboard for the Sox, one out, bottom of the third inning. Ezra Perry at the plate. He takes ball one outside. 
So you guys took on, we talked about this in the spring, it was right before you guys were taking on Gonzaga at one point in a non-conference game. You didn't pitch in that. You were telling me you wanted to just to face uh, Enzo at some point. Uh, what was that like, though? Because there's a, obviously some other guys on the Zags who you knew as well. Was that a pretty cool experience? Well, swung on, hit the opposite way. We'll continue that thought in a moment as Sam Perry is going to drive in Miller and make it a 6 to nothing Apple Sox lead here in the third inning. Um, well, you know, I unfortunately was not able to travel. Too, oh, you weren't? Okay. But, um, you know, that was what I think I was most kind of upset about was because even if I didn't pitch, I still wanted to go and, and hang out with uh, Enzo and some of the guys that I, you know, knew on Gonzaga. Um, but, you know, I mean, it was, that's, that's like I said at the beginning, it was, it was good to catch up with him because I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. But, yeah, I was super bummed to not be able to travel to that uh, for that game. Papadonko coming up to the plate. Speak of the devil, batting with runners at first and second. One run across this inning. It's six to nothing, Apple Sox. And he takes down low for ball one. Fans here know him pretty well. Tell us something about him that fans wouldn't know. Uh, he's a, well, I mean, you guys already know that he's a he's a clown. Like, he's a jokester. <laughs> he likes to have a lot of fun. But, you know, he's also just kind of, he's a, a great, Great friend, you know he, he always checks in on you. Like I mean, like I said, we always we stay connected already, and we we still talk. Um, and he, you know, we're always like checking in on each other how our season's going. And so he's an all-around just great dude. But you know, I think of what I love most about him, he's just a goofball. Yeah, you know, likes to have a lot of fun. One on one, they count to him. First and second, here with one out in the third, he takes a ball down low. What I like about him this summer, I think he's having more fun. Last year, he looked like he, he was playing like this was his spring season because he hadn't played in 2021 in the spring. And I, understandably, he mm -hmm. was taking it very, very seriously. But oh, yeah. it seems like he's having more fun this summer. And I'm yeah. glad for him in that regard because he can yeah. relax a little bit. Well, I think I mean, I, I, it looks like to me just watching him right now, like he has more confidence. Yep. You know, because if I'm not mistaken, he was a all – uh, like what is it? All American freshman. Or so something like that? he was freshman all all West Coast Conference. Um, I know he was honorable mention for them. I think you're right. He might have been all American yeah. honorable mention as well. He was pretty much right in the mix for a lot yeah. of impressive awards. But he was, you know, he was. I think he was leading his team in like hits and average at one yeah. point, and like he was tearing it up. You know, and I was seeing a lot of highlights from him. So he smokes one down the right field line. That will hook foul. He had a long home run, by the way, on Wednesday. Yeah. I wish you had seen that one. Hit that one 100 miles per hour off the bat foul off the right field fence that'd be pretty cool if he got one right yeah. here with you yeah. on the call with us <laughs> but i probably would have lost it oh my gosh but uh, it, he's definitely got a little pop but i remember last year it was in between bats there was a lot more talk it was a lot more it's like it, sometimes he would beat himself up you could kind of tell now it's kind of like i know what i can do yeah he's maturing as a hitter you absolutely can, you can see that to a board a three ball two strike count to apodaca one out he takes outside for ball four. And it's stuff like that. Last year led the league in walks. It's like his confidence at seeing pitches has even grown. You yeah. just kind of see he yeah. knows when it's a ball as well. Oh, yeah. And it's just it's been a lot of fun to watch that as well. And that's what I always love when guys come back is I want to say, what's the first thing they're doing differently this year than last year? Luke Stuka was here. You wouldn't believe it. He was hitting to the opposite field just about every base hit. Yeah. And he, he still has the best batting average on the Apple side. <laughs> he hasn't been here in a couple weeks. It's just a completely different hitter from a well, year away. And doesn't he, like, own the day, like, July 2nd? I heard he that does. He went, like, five for six. Yeah, he did. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, a, the year probably here for the cycle on the he same did, day. He did, yeah. So. And you remember that one well. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. We were um, – we were, 
our general manager, Ali Shank, was joking about that. She said, now, July 2nd in Apple Sox history is now Luke Stuka Day. Five for six this year. Yeah. First time we'd had a five-hit game since 2016. Yeah. Last year, the cycle. I mean, it's just really impressive stuff. And, then, of yeah. course, he had to leave the next day. He said, that's enough. i got to end on a high <laughs> note. But <laughs> so it was, it was funny to see that. But <laughs> Apple Sox batting with the bases loaded here. One out in the third inning. I'm Joel Norman, joined by former Apple Sox pitcher Jared Engman, who was with the team last year, led the team in appearances on the mound. Wenatchee right. leading oh, six to awful. nothing as well. But uh, you know, it's it's been fun seeing all these guys return. Tyler Chipman's another guy; he's been back. You know, this is his third year here as well. And it, it, what I was thinking about, he was telling me something earlier in the year. He said it was a shame last season's team wasn't a little bit better because you guys had such great chemistry in the dugout. Yeah. It was that I think you were 20 and 28 overall. Eliminated from the postseason, I think, the weekend prior to when the season ended. Adam Fossil, meanwhile, takes ball one. And it just stung because it felt like, especially once August rolled around, temperatures were nuts, but you guys just really came together and you got on a roll. Yeah. How fun was that late last summer when you guys seemed to find your groove? You know, I mean, I think what I miss most about summer ball is the group of guys that you play with. Like last year, you know, that was probably one of, one of my favorite – Swinging a ball hit past the diving attempt of the shortstop Fitzsimmons, and it will plate two. Sherrod and Sam Perry score. It's a two-RBI single by Adam Fossil. He's got three RBI on the game, and the Apple Sox tack on two more runs. It's now 8 to nothing here in the third inning. Papadaka stops up at second base. Two aboard, one out. Five straight hitters of reach for Wenatchee. And Joichiro Oyama coming up to the plate now here at the top of the order. But you were saying you had a guy, you had a great group last year. Continue. Yeah, yeah. It was one of my one of my favorite group of guys to play with. Yeah. You know, because everybody was was loose and we were just trying to have fun and, and compete at the same time. And I mean, it was kind of my first year playing with like you know a lot of like studs, you could say, a lot, yeah. a lot of Division One guys, a lot of a lot of high prospects and D twos. You know, it was it was fun to compete in that atmosphere, and we just kind of. Uh, created like a strong bond between everybody and I mean me and Enzo were talking about this today like you know he's telling how a lot of these guys are great guys but he misses last year yeah and I mean I could can't blame him because last year was was amazing it was so fun but you know I think even though we we you know got eliminated uh, from postseason play we just kept having fun and kind of trying to enjoy each moment that we mm -hmm. got you know but it was yeah it was a blast and I definitely miss it but it is a different group this year, and that's not a bad thing. I don't mean that as criticism. I think it's it's tougher, too, for guys when Enzo came in, I think, about two and a half weeks into the season. And Oyama, meanwhile, swings and misses. The count one and one to him. I think you would probably agree with us as someone last year who started at the beginning of the season and ended the season. It's so much easier when you're there. You have that core group of guys. You kind of set the tone for how the whole team's going to be. I think it's tougher to join in the middle of the year and try to become part of that yeah. group, so to speak. Because, I mean, especially early in the year when you guys are all kind of grinding together, trying to figure it all out, it's just that's when a lot of those relationships really are formed. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's what made last year so great is, like, even though, like, some guys came in in the middle of the season, like, everyone on the team was, like, just such a good dude that yeah. they welcomed them in, welcomed them with open arms. And, you know, it was easy for them to fit in. And, like, now I remember there was a couple of guys from Low Columbia that came in who I, you know, I played against mm -hmm. um, when I was at Tacoma. But, I mean, every, they all fit in, you know, right away. Everybody was, like, you know, super nice to them. And uh, obviously they were nice to us. And, you know, it was just a great group of guys. It was fun to be around. So, 
Oyama on a pitch way in and at his wrist. Somehow turns on that, sends it out toward right field. Well, I wish we'd had this guy on last year's team. Yeah. He is so fun I've to been, watch. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about this guy. I don't know if you remember the one guy on Cowlitz last year, Riku Nishida, the left-handed hitter. He, he drew a ton of walks against us that one weekend at the end of the season here. Uh, he was with Cowlitz. He j okay. he's, going to, he's going to Oregon now. Wow. Um, I think he's playing in the Cape this summer. Just he, he and Oyama are so similar in yeah. how they play. It's They can pull the ball. They can slap it wherever they want. They steal bases at will. This guy already has the Apple Sox single-season yeah. stolen base record. Yeah, I, I saw your tweet about him. He's, like, almost close to beat, like, breaking you know, He could beat the West Coast records. League one. Yeah, and, and a couple other things. So he takes the ball here. Count is two balls and two strikes to him. Where he's at, I mean, it's it's unreal. He's at 41 runs scored. The West Coast League and the Apple Sox one is 47. So wow. he's probably going to break that in a week or two. Oh, yeah. Two and two the count to him. Runners at first and second. Pitch a little bit high. But you know, we go back to that last year. I mean, I thought that was such a such a special group, such a ton of talent that I don't think even the statistics quite say how good you guys really were, especially how good some of you have been this past year in the spring. It was just a shame it just didn't work out, and that happens. You know, yeah. it's, it's a crapshoot in a lot of ways with the summer season. 3-2 pitch, runners take off, it's outside for ball four, and the bases are loaded for Wenatchee. Three runs already across here this inning, and Matt Hallback will step to the plate with the bases loaded. You would have enjoyed this series this past weekend against Corvallis. Every game was tight, and you remember last year it wasn't always yeah, that way. Yeah. Corvallis kind of had our number all six games. Yeah. We walked them off on Saturday, lost in ten innings, could have walked off Friday. Again, could have walked off this past Sunday, lost in 12 innings. Wow. And that's that was a matchup, as looks like there's going to be a pitching change made here, and uh, Colby Ring's night is finished up. But, boy, that would have been – we could have walked them off. For, uh, Sunday was especially dramatic, Jerry, because there was – Enzo was over first with a two-out single. And one of our players, Brandon Ponce, who's headed to Washington State, drilled a ball out toward left field. I think everyone in the ballpark thought it was gone. Hits off the base of the fence, naturally. Yeah. So Enzo's off to the races after watching for a moment. Gunned down, perfect relay at the plate. Extras, then they score five in the top uh, of the 12. So it was just, it was yeah. a heck of a game, but it was just like the most gut-wrenching way yeah, to yeah. not pick up the walk-off win. Espe yeah, especially after, you know, last year, them being, you know, the best, probably the best team oh, yeah. in the West Coast League. You know, were they not that, that good this year? Or? I think they're still really strong. I just think that maybe the rest of the league has maybe moved up a little bit in a yeah. sense. I think people have seen a little bit more. You've got a few more coaches. Like, even last year, it was a great team. Yakima Valley took them to three games, yeah. and they won game one. So, Corvallis had to win twice at home. But, you know, you look at them this year in terms of overall record, they've got the second best. They won the first half already. Yeah. Portland is red hot. Corvallis just beat them yesterday to snap Portland's eight-game win streak. It's just the league has got a lot more offense this year yeah. in general. There's still some power arms, but uh, it's just it's it's been incredible what some of these guys have done. And I, I think I think the thing with the Apple Sox is they're a little bit different this year with the bats compared to last year. I think you see some guys who are maybe they've got a little bit more pop when they connect. And not to say not to knock some of our guys last year, but you know having a leadoff hitter like Oyama has just done wonders. And you look at this lineup, Enzo's batting eighth. Yeah. You know, that was our number two hitter most of last yeah. year. And that's not a knock on him. He's still hitting 300 this year. Yeah. But he's batting eighth in this order because yeah. of some of the guys we've got at the top. Yeah, I mean, just like 
you know, watching these guys right now and seeing the tweets and everything that you guys post, and it, it sounds like they're a way more offensive team than we were last year. Yeah, yeah, the offensive numbers are just in general. We're probably probably going to shatter a couple of records there still, and big part of it is these two. Hallback coming up now, the base is loaded. Oyama at first, they entered tonight top ten in the league in batting average. Wow. We, just, we didn't have someone like that oh, last yeah. year, and yeah. you know how that is. Sometimes that could just make or break the team in a lot of ways. So yeah. If you just have that one guy you can kind of count on, if you got two, it's even better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who was yeah. who's that guy for you with the Huskies this past spring? Who's that one bat who you were just kind of like, that's our guy. He gets on, we're going to get going. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of had a lot of guys, but I think the main guy that was consistent all year was Johnny Tincher, our catcher. Yeah, he. I mean, I think he ended the year hitting like 310. I mean, he was up above 400 for the majority of the season. Yeah. And, I mean, nobody expected him to have a season he did. I mean, not even our, our head coach thought he was going to have that, that good of a season. But, I mean, he ended up, you know, hitting well, and he was easily the best. The 1 hit out toward right field and bouncing to the wall. This could clear the bases. Matt Hallback with a big hit. Turns around second. He'll stay there. Oyama, the third runner coming around. He will score. The relay gets past the catcher. Hallback slides in at third with a bases clearing double. And right as we talked about it, Jared, there's just a couple guys on this team who can swing the bat a little bit different. As Wenatchee adds on to the lead with a six-run third inning here. They now lead this one 11 to nothing. And the ninth man of the inning will come up to the plate for the Sox after a bases clearing double by Matt Hallback. And Wenatchee in full control right now of this one. I mean, I've talked to you about this offense, though, Jared. And boy, I didn't even think we'd have you this long. First off, so that's why we're getting off. No, I, this no, I, I, I could stay on you all, all day, all game. I could. As the first pitch comes to Davidi, and that misses for ball one. We had a game a couple Sundays ago. Nanaimo seven inning game, won eighteen to one, scored thirteen runs in the top of the sixth. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Can't make this stuff up. I mean, we, didn't, the, we didn't have a game like that last year. No. No. Davini pokes one right over at third. That's snared by the third baseman, Green, for the second out of the inning. Hallback is able to scamper to the bag. And the tenth man in the inning will come to the plate in Iva Arquette. Mentioned it earlier, he was selected in the 18th round of the MLB draft today by the Arizona Diamondbacks. And he'll be probably one of your shortstops this coming, this coming year. I'm sure you're excited to get to yeah. work with him a little bit. A ton of talent with him. I mean, you know how this infield is. It can eat up some guys, but he's made some incredible adjustments to it. So he swings in, can also swing the bat as well, speak of it. And he singles to center field, haul back in to score. And the Apple Sox continue to pour it on. That's a seven-run inning for Wenatchee as they are in full control. This one leading 12 to nothing with two outs here in the bottom of the third inning. The 11th hitter of the inning will come to the plate now and Cole Miller. I just The offense is at another level this season. I, I think... The league in general, with a few more teams, that's kind of been the case. But like I said, it's just the way the Apple Sox have been scoring runs is just completely different from last year. Yeah. It felt like there were games last year where they could they could get some runs, where you guys got some, some nights you didn't, and it just was kind of hard to really get a good rhythm going sometimes. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. You know, it was kind of not frustrating. I mean, it was obviously, you know, tough to watch because obviously you want to win. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think because I feel like we had a lot of a lot of JUCO guys on the team, or, or incoming freshmen, you know, to some yeah. schools that, you know, haven't really, like, seen, you know, some of these hitters. Um, and so it was kind of tough for – I mean, I can speak for the pitching staff. Um, kind of tough to get in a rhythm and mm -hmm. gain some confidence, you know, 
when you've, you're facing some some of these bats who are you know high level D1 guys or high level D2 guys you know who um, for me you know I was trying to f I didn't have a, a secondary pitch as much last year so I was just pepping fastballs in there and you know it doesn't matter how hard you throw you know if if it's around the zone good as good hitters are gonna are gonna hit so um, but yeah Cole Miller batting for the second time this inning. He has scored twice after reaching base both times. He takes the ball here. It's three and one. What was that second pitch, or maybe even third pitch that you added this spring? Um, it was a changeup. You know, I kind of I found it um, late in the season and started using it more. Um, but for the mo majority of the season, it was it was fastball slider. And my my slider, um, you know, crazy enough, it was my best one of my best pitches, if not the best. Um, I mean, I got a lot. I got a lot more swings and misses with with that pitch than my fastball. So, you know, it was good to kind of be able to throw it for strikes consistently when I needed to, down the count, up in the count. So that became one of my one of my best pitches in my arsenal. So, I look to kind of keep fine tuning that pitch and working on that changeup this spring too. Chatting with Jared Engman here with the Apple Sox. Might as well just keep him on if the Apple Sox are going to score seven runs every inning now at this rate. Uh, five runs in the second, seven so far here in the third. Miller drawing a walk a moment ago. That brings up Grant Sherrod to the plate. Twelfth hitter of the inning. He swings and hits one to the left side. On the backhand, Fitzsimmons has it. Flips over to third to get the fours out there. Well, Jared, we'll let you go. Let you enjoy the rest of this game. Thanks for joining us here. Nice Absolutely. to have you back in town. Thank you, guys. That'll do it for this bonus edition of the Apple Sox podcast. And a big thank you to Jared Engman for both coming out to the park and joining us on the podcast as we enjoyed catching up with him. Always fun to see where guys end up, whether they're past or present players and Great to get a chance to catch up with them. Thanks for tuning in to the Apple Sox podcast. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you do not already. I'm Joel Norman. This is the Apple Sox podcast.